Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Welcome into another edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. And we're going to talk about some key financial decisions or some things to think about during major life events on this episode of the podcast with Phil. What's going on, my friend? How are you this week? Doing really good. Doing yeah. good. Any any major life events come down the pike this week? No major life events, You're thankfully. Good? Okay, that's good. Uh, but you certainly see your fair share of these, yes. what you do, yep. right? Uh, so there's a ton of them on our list. We're going to kind of pare this down to some of the ones I think you see more regularly uh, and kind of talk about that. But whether it's, you know, any there's so many big life events that have just been happening over the right. last couple of years uh, and they can certainly rock our financial plans and they mm-hmm. can really change things in pivotal moments. So in this episode, we're going to dive into a few of these, um, you know, whether it be uh, our first one, which is going to be remarriage. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of excitement to that, right? Right. Uh, there's some exciting things there, but we also want to make sure that we're dotting some I's and, and crossing some T's there. So Absolutely. Anyway, that's going to be kind of the idea on the episode. We're going to get into some, some big things here. So I think I think I've got six. We'll see if we can get through all six of these. So let's just jump in and get rocking. Remarriage. Sounds good. We'll start right there. Yep. Um, yeah. So especially, you know, remarriage at a later stage in life. I mean, typically yeah, I say, blended you know, family concerns got to be right at the top of it. Yep. Yep. So a lot of the clients we work with are in that, you know, later stage of, of um, working years, you know, into early stages of retirement. Mm-hmm. So if you think of remarriage around that age, I mean, it, it's a complex scenario, you know, I mean, you've got two people that maybe have been living apart for a while. They've got their own established finances. Well, how do you blend those together? You know, and and, I mean, at that stage, it's pretty hard for most of them to just kind of throw it all in one bucket and start moving forward. Right. Yeah, We get married at 22. We usually, you don't have much, right. I got a couch, you got a bed or whatever, you know, it's not that that many assets to put together. That's that's pretty easy. But when you've been, you know, saving for years and, you know, now that you're coming into a a marriage at that later stage of life, um, blended families, I mean, that's all sorts of things to consider there, you know, especially when you're starting to name beneficiaries. So what happens if one of you passes away, you know, you've named the, your new spouse now is the primary beneficiary. Well, you've got to be careful with that. Not to say anything, you know, nefarious is going on, but I mean, if, right. Just legally, if that happens, and again, I'm not an attorney, but if you named your your spouse, your new spouse's primary beneficiary, and then they pass away, well, who did they name as beneficiary? Right. You might have just in, disinherited your your, your own kids. kids. Yeah, you're for, yeah. For you know, so there's there's a lot of different things that need to to be worked into a strategy up front. You know, both from just a budgeting, how we're right. going to work, you know, are you, are you still kind of both contributing to one pot of money to pay all the expenses or are you and paying I, certain expenses? They're paying that, the other. I mean, it's, right. you know, that kind of takes away, I guess, some of the romance, but when you're talking about remarriage, maybe this is the time to be more practical. Like my wife and I, right. it's her, it was her second marriage, but not mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just my first one, but still, we just made sure we dotted some I's and crossed some T's on it. Right. And there wasn't a whole lot to it, but why, why have those problems later on if you don't need them? Yeah. Don't, don't wait for later on. Cause it's, that, that's when problems happen, right? Later on happens. And all of a sudden, if it's not taken care of, it's a mess. So yeah, maybe debt, but, maybe it's just as simple as you're getting married and one person's coming into it with a lot of debt and the other person right. isn't. 
that's fine. How, how are you going to handle that? I mean, if it's, you know right. it and you can address it, right? So yep. just make sure that, you, and then you're talking with your financial professional working together to kind of say, okay, how do we fix this going into this so that we don't have it become, because the biggest two issues typically in marriage, right? Number one is usually money. So, right. Why yeah, you don't want it to be a, an issue for this new marriage. Yeah, later exactly. on in life, if if it hasn't been addressed up front and handled properly, so exactly. so that you don't have to go to the next one. Go to the next one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, clearly, a big one. Obviously, a lot of retirees, or I guess a lot of people over fifty, mm-hmm. uh, are getting more divo- are getting divorced more than ever. They're calling yep. it divorces and so on and so forth. So, what's some things here? Yeah, so division of assets at this point. You know, how do you divide the assets that have been accumulated? I mean, has one spouse been primarily kind of the accumulator? The other spouse was maybe, you know, more taking care of the kids and at home. Right. You know, they don't have as many assets, but I mean, you still both been part of this marriage and household for years. So how do you start to divide the assets up? Yeah, and the debt. We, we did a podcast yeah. on this a while. Yeah, back, we did. Bill. We dove into this one a lot deeper. Saying, earlier, like, hey, so. like the ha- you know, don't just take the house because you're like, well, I want the house and you can have the cash. That may not be the best move, right? So, right, right. House isn't liquid. What about a mortgage? Does it have a mortgage? You know, you can't just inherit that mortgage. You've got to get reapproved yourself because it's got both of you. I mean, there's all these different moving parts. Yeah. You know, tax liability. Well, from the mindset, I think we think house, big money, big right. right? So it it may not be the best move. So again, it's just, it's one of those things. Yeah. I mean, make sure you're working with an advisor or, you know, a qualified person that handled the the divorce that understands these tax sides of it as well. Yeah. To make sure you're both setting up um, your assets in the right fashion, right? You're not, one spouse is getting taken advantage of over the other. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's where it gets kind of nasty sometimes is, you know, yeah. trying to yeah bring those spouses together to, to make a, a best decision for both of them in the separation. And I, and so, I don't want to say that all lawyers do it, but I mean, the more they yeah. get fighting, the more they make. The longer they can drag it out. The, yeah, right. exactly. It's yeah, hourly. So, yep. Yeah, yeah. Especially so. if, you, if you're divorcing and, and it's fairly amicable and you're feeling, mm-hmm. you know, then, you know, just be careful not to walk down that, that, uh, tit for tat path. Right. Cause that yep. gets long winded and, and just update documents, little things. Yep, like update the yeah, beneficiaries. I mean, you have to obviously update all those at, the, at some point, you know, retirement now. I mean, if you're, if this is pre-retirement yeah. that totally changes your retirement plan for, I mean, one, one thing you've gone from married filing joint to single at this stage, yeah, and unless point. you get remarried, I mean, that changes yeah. it again, but when you're planning early on, what is a single plan look like into retirement from a tax standpoint, same tax brackets, just much more condensed, you and, know, and, one and social I, security benefit. I mean, there's all these different pieces to, to play into it. So, yeah. And I realize that for a lot of times when divorce happens, it's, you know, a lot of times it's not going to be amicable. It's usually let me get away from the other person as fast as possible. Right. So just, so just don't miss a step. Right. So just, take yeah, time. it's a major life event. Uh, try to take the time to find, especially again, if you're talking about doing this over the age of 45 or 50, because there's just a lot more, uh, you know, going on than typically what we have at 20. So, right. And with, uh, I mean, any of these, you have to, or any financial decision, really, you have to kind of step back from that emotional side of it, which is hard uh, at that point, right? Because you're going to make the wrong choice if you're looking at it emotionally. And I just want out, get me, I'm done. You know, you can have the house I'm taking there, whatever it is that might not be the right decision at that point. It's it's, you just want to walk away and be done, but just step back, take a breath, think it through, work with somebody that can help give you that unbiased opinion. They don't have that emotion. They can give you more 
the numbers, right, to, yeah. to walk you through some of these scenarios to, to help you hopefully come up with a better situation. So, Well, that uh, that emotion of uh, I'm done, I want to walk away could be part of our next one, too, which is job mm-hmm. changes, right. uh, especially in the automotive industry. or so, yep. you know, like Yeah, that. we've seen a lot of that going on in, in our Recently, neck of the yeah. woods, so to speak. Whether yeah. you want to change the job or the job was changed for you, right. um, there's some things to think about here, too. These are big life events. So what do we got? Yes. I mean, a job change, especially later in career, um, can be tough, you know, voluntary or involuntary. You know, if, if it's involuntary, it's even worse. It's harder. And say worse. It's going to be harder because you, even though technically, right, age discrimination isn't there. I mean, it's there. I can tell you for a fact it's there. I've seen clients go through it that they've been let go and it's hard to get back in the workforce. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's harder um, to kind of prove that, but it's there. Yeah. It's there. I mean, it. You know, they they're they're kind of walking all the way around the edges of it. But you, obviously, it's there because they're having a hard time. People, you know, over fifty getting jobs versus others. So right, right. But I mean, it, there's a lot of things that come into play. You know, what do you do with the old four hundred one k? You know, do you leave it there? Might be a good option. Understand the pros and cons, the fees associated with it, options for um, investments. I mean, that's probably one of the biggest pieces. Yeah. Are you being offered a severance, right? When right. Are you being offered a severance? You know, what do you do with that severance? You know, I mean, if you're just moving on to another job, then that could be a um, a bonus, so to speak, to help boost retirement savings. I mean, if not, maybe it's that bridge, mm-hmm. you know, that, but kind of walk through that plan to see what this looks like. You know, I've had a lot of clients that have um, been in this scenario and it's been involuntary that we had already started the planning process. So for them, it, it meant actually they could just retire if they wanted. Yeah. You know, now many of them have done that, tried it for a year and said, oh, I'm not ready yet. I'm going to go back to work, you know, which is okay. fine, okay. Yeah. you know, but I mean, it's again, just all these different pieces to walk through um, when that happens. Healthcare. I mean, that's going to be a big one. You know, what does that look like? Yeah. Cause you have um, probably coverage under your current job. You have COBRA for that 18-month period of time, which historically COBRA has always been looked at as the kind of the worst option. Oh, why would I consider COBRA? That That's the most expensive option. Yeah, it's funny how that's not really the case anymore. I was going to say the reality is today, that's probably not the case. In fact, it's probably your better option. Um, just as expensive as it we're upside down in the world right now. Yeah, we? we are definitely in an upside down world from from healthcare. But yeah, from a, a cost standpoint and a coverage standpoint, and just you know, knowing what you have, right? It's a yeah. plan you're familiar with, it, it may be the best option, or or at least during that year, because if yeah. you're partway through the year and you've already met deductibles and copays, mm-hmm. you know, if you switch out to a brand new plan where you're starting all over again versus stick with the current plan. So there's a lot of moving parts to consider when you get into a job yeah. change. So yeah. Well, and actually, I'm going to kind of move this around a little bit for a couple more. So depending sure. on your age, if a job change is there, maybe retirement it right. could possibly be on the radar. And that's going to be a next next major life event that I want to get into is retirement. So maybe you can pull the trigger in retirement. Right. But if you do, make sure you've got a couple steps here, like the first one, which is obviously just an income plan. Right. Yeah. And, and so we talked about that in a prior podcast of you know, planning for that eventually re- eventual retirement. Um, when's the best time to do that? I, at a minimum, three to five years out, you know, from what you think planning. retirement would be to start planning, run yeah. the numbers, you know, it'll, it'll start to at least clear this up for you. Do I have enough? Yeah. You know, what does this look like for me? And, and then if a job change comes up, you get terminated early, whatever. Now, at least, you know, right. You, yeah. You're in a better position um, although, I mean, I have had clients that have kind of been forced into this and, and 
you know, we've had to quickly run through the planning process at that point to say, okay, does it still work? Can you just treat this as retirement? You know? Right. And and maybe you can, because there's some little things. Maybe you can. There's your short-term investments. There's your long-term. There's what to do with the house. How close are we to paying it off versus how much? Should you pay it off? I mean, there's all these different, yeah, all these different pieces. So yeah, retirement is a whole topic in and of itself to, to get into that it's not a, um, it's a life-changing event, obviously, yeah, but sure. it's one, hopefully you've planned and prepared for a little bit better, right? It's yeah. it's not one that comes up as maybe unexpectedly as some of these other ones. So yeah, ho- hopefully it's been on the radar, so to speak. And you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of three, five years, whatever it is down the road versus like a divorce. It's yeah. Hopefully that's not part of your planning process and thinking, okay, three years I'm out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When we get a divorce in three years, then we'll make a decision. Uh, all right. So the, the final two I want to go through, they probably, I mean, I guess they could be, you could see these coming, but often these come out of nowhere and they can certainly cause, uh, you know, certainly major life events here. So let's, let's go with severe medical issue or a mm-hmm. disability. Um, definitely some day to day life impacting things that are going to happen here. And right. it can clearly derail things from a financial or a retirement standpoint without hope, you know, without any planning at all. So hopefully you've done some things. Right. Yes. And this is an area we stress test for with clients. You know, again, most of our clients are, are near to that stage of retirement. So, um, disability isn't as big of a, um, a concern as a um, medical issue, okay. as a medical issue, right? Because I mean, disability means I can no longer work. Well, if you were three to five years out from retirement, that isn't as big of an impact. Now it still sure. could be, sure. you know, versus if you're 30 years old with a family, yeah, disability is a huge impact. You really have to understand what that looks like for your scenario. Yeah. But a medical concern. Yeah. I mean, it, it, um, one of those things you have to understand what it looks like kind of plan for it. Um, biggest concern there is, is what if it's a, a medical disability that doesn't end up leave, le- uh, leading to um, you passing away? I mean, that, that can be oh, a severe yeah. stress yeah. on a retirement plan long-term. You know, we yeah, do look the- at long-term care if that kind of right. a scenario happens, but kind of in that later stages of life. But this is where having long-term care in place can really help. And often long-term care event winds up being a financial burden more on the other spouse. Yes. Yeah. And then the one who gets hit by it. Right. And when we're looking at a plan, that is really our primary concern is what does the other, you know, the the surviving spouse, what does their scenario look like? Does the first spouse to need this care end up consuming the majority of the assets so that now a surviving spouse can't retire? dramatically changes their plan, right? I mean, they, maybe they don't have enough anymore. Yeah. You know, so it's just, again, never a fun discussion. It's something to, to look at, understand the pros and the cons of it. There are options and planning around it, but it's something definitely to consider. Yeah. I mean, you know, getting how, it what happens if. Yeah. Talking with a professional about what kind of programs are out there, benefit yep. programs, assistance programs, government programs, um, update again, document updating is really yes. important with these yep. kinds of things, having the powers attorneys, medical powers. Attorneys. Yeah. And those, those, again, part of that annual review, you should be looking at those every year. Do you have those updated yeah. and on, I know already taken care of because if something like this happens, you don't want to be scrambling around trying to figure yeah. out, oh, yeah, we haven't updated that in 10 years, you know, or yeah, we don't have one, worst case. Worst case, right, because it's seven out of 10, you know, right now, I mean, it's still seven out of 10, two out of three, however you want to break it down, we're supposedly going to, you know, that's going to how it's going to pit people. So there's right. a real good chance that in a marriage, 
one of the two of you is getting hit with a long term care event. Now, right. is it a, a not a not a like a from the brain aspect? Because a lot of times it could be what is it two to three years? I think is an average long term care event. And right. it's unless it's a, yeah, you get into dementia, you know, Alzheimer's, right. those kind of things. Yeah, I mean that that is unfortunately a much longer. Yeah, that's eight and more expensive. Yeah, you know, from a care standpoint. So and that's where we're all headed, unfortunately, Phil. So we have to talk about it because the longevity yes. and the body longevity they're continuing to make strides all the time but yeah the brain stuff is eluding yeah. still right i mean yeah, they, they haven't quite figured out the brain and how to hedge against some of these yeah. risks there with you know dementia the alzheimer's things like that so yeah, just saw something they were saying they they were doing some studies they were thinking between 2035 and 2050 the year 2035 and 2050 that life expectancy we'll start seeing people hitting 120s and 130s because you know how sometimes we'll like the oldest right. person in the world died and they were 114 well, yeah we're going to start seeing those in the 120s and even in 130 and it's like i, I can't even imagine like so you can keep the body around for 130 years but you know, like are you, yeah, power, right? Exactly. I, yeah. You, you may be here physically, but are you going to know you're here and you know, what does that yeah. look like for you? So, and, and I mean, that becomes a, a severe financial burden severe. Then on the, yeah. the surviving spouse or the spouse that is 60 years of, you know, what if you retire yeah. at 65 and you live to 130? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, back to our previous discussion, I mean, longevity is a big piece of retirement planning, understanding yeah. what that looks like. I mean, I, I see oftentimes people are are way underestimating that. They're yeah. looking back at their parents and they say, oh, they only made it to their 70s. I, I'm going to be fortunate if I make it to 75. Well, yeah, you can plan that way, but that's kind of to me like planning on making an 8% return in retirement, right? I mean, no what happens if? What, what, do you, what, if, what if you lived to 90? What does that look like? You know, and you know, I know so. it's sensationalistic to think, oh, 125 or whatever. And, and it is, and it is right now. Yeah, I mean, those are kind of the outside extremes. It's but not yeah. going to be one day. You know? well, no, absolutely. For our kids, I you think and I'll be gone. But yeah, yeah. it's going to start to be more of a reality. Our but I'm in that. So. I'm in that 70 boot. I mean, I know that I'm going to be gone sometime in my 70s. But to your point. Right. Uh, in case I'm wrong, because my wife's like, okay, do me a favor. Let's make sure that in case you're wrong, <laughs> that we have a plan. So we do. Right. 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 You know, so I, there's nothing wrong with kind of feeling very certain about something because many of us are kind of, you know, from your own health standpoint or your own right. history or whatever, totally fine and acceptable if you want to feel that way. But just do your, especially if you're married, do your yes. that courtesy of having a plan in the event that you're wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. What does it look like if? So. Yeah. Okay, so then let's do our final one here, Phil. Sure. We'll wrap it up. Clearly, we saved the one for last, and that's obviously losing our loved one, death of a spouse, right? Right. Whether we see it coming uh, due to a long-term illness or mm -hmm. we don't see it coming, there's just a lot of things that are going to change and rock your world. Clearly, not even just the emotional stuff, which is obviously going to be massive, but from right. a financial standpoint, typically there's just a ton of stuff that we just didn't think about because why would we? We've been married 35 or 40 years, and you know, right. and, and organization and so on and so forth. Yeah. I mean, so there is a lot of things to consider with, with a spouse passing. And, and again, hopefully this is a discussion that you've had ahead of time, yeah. you know, so this isn't all of a sudden something that's getting kind of thrust on you. And for the clients that we work with, it's, it's not, I mean, it is a discussion as part of the planning process where, you know, we, we plan for the best, prepare for the worst, yeah. you know, type of scenario. So this is a stress test that we always look at to say, okay, this is all great. If you both live to full life expectancies, but what happens if one of you passes today, uh, often this year? 
Yeah, often you know? someone passes and they've done no planning. I mean, not only are they dealing with the emotional side, as I mentioned a second ago, but now they are completely disorganized, right? They yes. have maybe they have no and Murphy's Law, it's usually the person that passes that handled all this stuff. Handles all that. Yeah. Right. And so that the person left behind has no idea where many accounts are. Yep. You know, passwords, I mean, logins, there's so many little. There are so many things. Yeah. So we put together um, what we call our family estate organizer binder for our clients, kind of as the end of the planning process that helps organize all this information. And we encourage them to update it, you know, once a quarter with updated statements, things like that. So that in the event something happens, at least there's some place that a surviving spouse or whoever's handling the, the process can go to to say, okay, well, here's a snapshot that's relatively free, you know, uh, recent, you know, we're not True. 10 years ago. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, that is a big key um, in part of the planning process we work with clients on is making sure that both spouses are on the same page, you know, and that's one of the advantages of having a, an advisor you're working with that that's the the go-to person then for the surviving spouse that they can at least yeah. lean on that person to say, okay, this yeah. has happened, you know, help me walk through the steps hopefully that have been taken, uh, you know, uh, or set up in case this happens. Yeah, it's so. a great safety valve, right? Because you're right. like, okay, I am an emotional wreck and I just can't think yes. about some of these things. Phil, help me out with this. Uh, what do we do about the insurance payouts? Right. Uh, what do I need to do about, you know, the cars that was in, you know, cars in, in my spouse's name? You know, I mean, there's just all these little there's things. There's all these different things. Yeah. I mean, tax the rates have changed. You're now single. You, know, you, is, you yeah. lose social security benefits, the lowest of the benefits. I mean, there's all these different pieces that have, have happened that you now have to have a plan so that when that when that happens what does it look like for you you know you're not having to dramatically change your life style at that point so yeah you know it's interesting it, i've i've talked with people phil like the lady we bought our house from mm-hmm. uh her husband passed had passed away and she spent three they had no planning and they had no nothing she spent three years going through and dealing with all the stuff before yep. we bought the house was one of the final pieces. She spent three years cleaning up their kind of proverbial life, I guess, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, from a financial and a document kind of standpoint. And, you know, she said to me, she said, on the one hand, it was great because it was kind of therapeutic because right. she didn't have time to think about the fact that she really, you know, she didn't have time to think about losing her, losing a spot. Yeah. She was just busy doing these things. So on the one yep. hand, it helped her with the grieving process. She's like, but on the other hand, it also set me back on the grieving process because I never really got a chance to because do you it. had, yeah, you were forced into this scenario of all of a sudden cleaning up this mess. I, yeah, yeah. That really stuck with me. I thought that's pretty interesting, you know, and I, I don't want to wish that on to, to my spouse. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, having a plan in place, for them financially is is vital. Understanding how that works, but just making it as easy in that time as, as can be. I mean, it's going to be an emotional time for them, obviously. They're going to have to grieve and go through this, but you don't want them to be forced into some um, emergency financial decisions, you know, where you've got a mortgage and it's in, you know, the, the only the spouse's name that passed away. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden they're having to deal with all this stuff really quickly, right? Yeah. I mean, how, how does all this take place? I mean, there's all these different pieces, make sure everything's set up properly, stress test the plan, you know, make sure it works in the event that something like that happens. Yeah. So you know, not never, a fun I, discussion, but I mean, no, it's unfor- I mean, in our practice, it's something we start, we're starting to see every year. I mean, yeah. there's, you know, a spouse passing and it's just 
a stage of life. I mean, it, it, it happens. It's, it's something that's all going to happen to us. So we're all going to pass. And, and it just, I really stuck with me. And I thought, you know, if nothing else, we kind of, kind of leave with that message, that thought of don't kind of rob your spouse of, of their opportunity to, to grieve, grieve yeah. right. To miss, yeah. to miss you and process all that stuff because they're so busy uh, trying to keep, you know, the financial life from falling, everything you've built from falling through the cracks. Right. Right. It's, right. It's a tough, interesting animal. And, and it, a lot of it can be avoided by simply having those tough conversations, those tough discussions, sitting yep. down with a professional, going through some stuff, getting these things done. And you guys make, I mean, that's what financial professionals do. They make it a lot easier to work through this stuff. So right. you got questions about major life events and how they could affect you. Get onto the calendar with a qualified professional like Phil. Uh, you can reach out to him at philstaxhacks.com. That way you can subscribe to us on Apple or Google or Spotify or YouTube for I know prior shows, excuse me, or catching future episodes of the podcast. But also if you just need to schedule some time to come in for a consultation and a conversation. Uh, you can find him at 248-888-7530, 248-888-7530. Or again, you can just stop by the main website, which links everything back around philstaxhacks.com. Phil, great discussion, man. Thanks for hanging out, buddy. Right. Thanks. Have a good week. Yeah, you too, my friend. I always appreciate your time and we'll see you guys next time right here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Phil? investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.